You're listening to Homeschool for One. You can teach an only child at home. Join us as we discuss the unique parts of this homeschooling journey. Homeschool for One is sponsored by Letters from Afar. There's nothing quite like the nostalgia of receiving a handwritten letter addressed to you. Letters from Afar are for adventure lovers of all ages to learn about the world in a fun, old-fashioned way. Ignite a sense of wonderlust in your child by signing them up to receive a monthly letter from an explorer who's traveling the globe. They'll learn about new cultures, geography, global cuisines, and fascinating history, all hidden inside a fun, illustrated letter sent right to them. For more information, go to www.lettersafar.com. In a time when everything is digital, take a step back in time and bring a spark of adventure right to your mailbox. This is episode three, a monthly series that we like to call Can of Curriculum Worms. This week, we're focusing on reading. I'm really excited about this episode because of the curriculum that we both stumbled across and used and how wonderful it worked for us and I know for you as well. It's interesting that we met each other and we have this common ground in reading. I just find that amazing. We stumbled across our knowledge of common curriculum just by being in a Facebook group and commenting on different curriculums, just communicating with each other and using each other as support system to what works for our child. What programs have you used in reading? Let me just ask that. (laughs) I've used um, 100 Easy Lessons. I did too. Uh That was awful. Uh I used All About Reading. Okay. That was even worse. I used Logic of English, and I stopped there. <laughs> okay, I didn't get all about reading, but I started with 100 Easy Lessons, and I then I ended up on Logic of English. How did you find Logic of English? How did you discover it? I was so very frustrated with all about reading uh-huh. that she was having meltdowns every day. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Mm-mm. but in the book, in the student book, it basically has pages and pages of lists of words that they have to read, like just lists of words. And I tried everything I could possibly do to get her to read these words. She just couldn't do it and refused to do it. And mm-hmm. like, I would give her a nickel every time she re- read a word and it wasn't working. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> I would hide them and tell her, like, I would cut them in strips. Uh And if she found them and read them, yeah, she would get a nickel. And it was just like, nope, not going to do it. So then I went into major research mode, came across Logic of English at the time. There were some Canadians using it, but not a whole lot. So you couldn't find it in stores or so I bought the PDF. She started learning. She started reading and never looked back. 
part of my homeschooling journey and saying no to homeschooling was that I did not believe personally that I could teach my child to read. So my question is that you are uh, a teacher professionally. Was it just music you taught or was it Mm -hmm. other subjects? I I taught elementary music. Okay. So, and then middle school choir. So I didn't ever teach a general music class. I was just wondering just to get a better perspective of your background. That's all. Right. I really didn't feel like I was capable of teaching my child to read. And in the process of just leaving the classroom and watching my child and her just everyday learning without homeschooling, I found that teaching her to read was no different than teaching my students how to read music. And I had been doing that for so long, and I was really good at it, still am, that my confidence changed very quickly. A friend had told me that how to teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons would be a great way to teach my daughter to read. And so I bought the book, thought, well, if it worked for her, it worked for me. And I, I think that's a place that a lot of people are. It worked for 63 of 100 lessons. <laughs> Probably the last 20 of those were a struggle. What about you? 100 Easy Lessons was recommended to me and in a Facebook group somewhere. And so I thought, you know, the price is good. So we ordered it. It arrived. We started. And then we quit. It was not working. How, how far uh, did you get? I'm, I'm not really sure. Maybe 10 lessons in. Mm. When she's not getting it, she's crying and you're crying. It's not the right one. <laughs> Right, right. And so I decided that we would stop. But reading is such an important skill that I couldn't just quit forever. (laughs) Right around that time, she was quite young. I suspected some reading difficulties. Mm -hmm. Just in general, she had a hard time rhyming. Mm -hmm. She had a hard time with sounds. Mm -hmm. She could tell you what the sounds were, but she couldn't put them together. So I had to look for something that was more comprehensive. Mm. The price of 100 Easy did draw me in. And the fact that it worked for my friend. Um, And it works for lots of people. It does. It does. It does work for lots of people. And when I opened the book and started studying it, its educational philosophy agreed with me. I liked the scripted part of it. And it was fine for quite a while. It was very dry, honestly. I dissected the lessons to where they took a couple of days, you know, two or three days, depending because she was four or five years old. I mean, you know, she's now almost eight. I got to a point where when they would get to the big paragraphs, I made a little piece of paper to to where you could only see one line of the paragraph and we would move it up and down the, the page. But even that wasn't helping. So I stopped it. I should say I took a break from it. And started looking at YouTube for reviews of 100 Easy Lessons. What did other people have to say about it that worked? And that was what I was looking for. And then I found one review that a mom, she reviewed 100 Easy Lessons. And in the same video, she said, and and yet there's this book called Uncovering the Logic of English. And I listened to what she said about that book. And I thought, well, this is interesting because of the concept of English is such a hard language to learn. So I bought the book on Kindle so I could immediately begin reading it. And then I was amazed 
at the research that had been done and how much sense it made to me about why English is not a hard language to learn. It is that we make it a hard language because of the different styles that we teach reading in. So, yeah. Yeah, because of my daughter's struggles, she didn't, we didn't discover logic of English until she was seven. Mm. We had tried other things and it just wasn't working. So, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, it's it's age. And a lot of times that's true. But as I began doing research and looking these things up, I began to realize that it wasn't just her age that was holding her back. So then it was like, well, now what do I do? You found 100 Easy Lessons, and then you found Logic of English? No. So you found 100 Easy Lessons. What led you to the next curriculum in reading? The next curriculum in reading was just amazing reviews. Um, This is what works based on research. And so I ordered it, and I started when she was... I think six, mm-hmm. I started in the preschool book that they had just so that I could start fresh from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we moved into the next level and it was, again, tears right from the get-go. We got to the letter E. Just getting to the letter E took eight months. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, okay. So it wasn't like I didn't give this curriculum a chance because I certainly did. And I was in contact with their office and with their online board. And they were wonderful with Mm -hmm. everything. They responded quickly. They were very encouraging. And so it wasn't that I had a bad experience with the company itself. It just was not working for her. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't know what else was out there because this was supposed to be what you use when your child is struggling. Well, my child was struggling and she was struggling with this curriculum. Anything else supposedly didn't hold a candle to this. I saw that same curriculum in our local homeschool store. I looked through it and it didn't appeal to me uh, visually or from an educational perspective. I just passed on it. I did like that it was scripted. Mm -hmm. I liked that a lot. But there's only so much a script can do when your kid's not getting it. Right, exactly. So you went from 100 Easy to this very popular reading program and then found Logic of English. I started at 100 Easy Lessons and then went straight into Logic of English. I find it interesting just from what you're saying that you didn't start Logic of English with your daughter till she was seven. I started Logic of English with my daughter when she was five. So that is interesting that they started at different ages and And I think that that is one of the very brilliant things about Logic of English is it doesn't matter what age they are and how they start. Are they ready for it? Now, Foundations A is the first book of Logic of English. And And my favorite. Oh, it was so fun. But it took us a long time to get through. There's a lot in there. There is. There is just a ton. And you're learning all the single letter phonograms in Logic of English. And for those of you who don't know what Logic of English is, it's just another reading curriculum and it's systematic phonics, even more so than other phonics programs that are very popular. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that I enjoyed about it was that whole first level focused on the single letter phonograms and that the second level went into the multi-letter phonograms. Once we got through the first three levels, we had learned all, is it 74 phonograms? Yeah. It's something like that. Um, I lose count. And we had learned a whole lot of spelling rules with those. And I was surprised at how much you could learn. But that first level took so long and it was just a slow process. I was ready to give up a couple of times and my husband said, no, stay with it. It may be slow, but you've read these reviews that say stick with it, even when it's frustrating. And here I am two and a half years later, almost three years later, and we're still with it. And she reads amazing now but you know that's also because she's my child and I'm pretty amazed by her but (laughs) well see and we had the opposite experience we flew through the first level oh yeah well probably because at seven I'm sure she she did just go yeah we got to level c b we went through fairly quickly c we got to we slowed down and then d was along the same line to c having said that she's now 10 and we finished d when she was nine Mm -hmm. and she is still struggling with reading Mm -hmm. i'm proud of how much progress she's made absolutely and today she read to me did you use any of the youtube videos from logic of english no, I didn't know they existed. Okay. You and I both research a lot. I to don't like YouTube as a research tool. I can read faster than I can watch. Oh, oh, see? That's that's good to so know. So that's probably why I didn't know they existed. Denise and- Ide, who is the compose who's the author of Logic of English, has a whole YouTube channel for it and there's a series of training videos and I want to say there's I don't know how many there are, but I would watch one a night when I first started Foundations A. Being a Texan, I knew that my phonograms were a little bit drawn out and some had some big diphthongs in them. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought I probably need to know some proper ways to say these phonograms. A lot of times I think people don't realize that English does have dialect. Yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. I mean, we we recognize that most languages that a country uses mm-hmm. has dialects throughout that country. A lot of times we don't recognize that in English, especially in England, where you can go from one part of the country to the, another part of the country and not understand each other. Right, within you a couple know. of miles even. <laughs> yeah, but even here in North America, I'm in Canada, you're in Texas, and everything in between has their own way of saying things. Yeah. And even here, I got into a discussion with my friend not too long ago about the word lure. You know, is it one syllable or two syllables? And she says it lure, and I say it lure. We live in the same city. Yeah, it may be how you were raised and how your parents say it. I was thinking when you were talking about that, in 100 Easy Lessons, the first red flag for me was when they taught the word said or says. It was, this is how it reads and this is how we say it. And that was it. How do you explain that to a kid? 
Whereas in logic of English, that word is not taught as a word. The phonogram is taught as you're learning everything. And going back to Denise Ide's videos, I loved how she taught spelling because the visual representation. And I had been reading the script about how to teach spelling along with the curriculum and I wasn't getting it. And so I was listening to her say these phonograms and I would practice for myself before I would teach a lesson. Then I would watch her teach spelling that I had read how to teach it, but I didn't understand it. Maybe it's because I needed the visual. And I began to teach spelling that way that she was doing on the video. And that's just with the hand. Let's say for the word like, I would put my thumb out and say, ul, and then my index finger up and say, it, I, e, ya. Those are the four sounds of the letter I. And then I would put my middle finger up and say, k, and that single letter, k. And then the fourth finger, my ring finger up, and I would not say anything because that was part of a spelling rule. And I would keep those four fingers separate so that she could see there were four letters. And I did it the way that the author did it on the video. It started to really make sense in how she spelled, especially when we got to the phonogram CK, which is two letter K that only follows a short vowel sound. So anytime we would have two letters, K, I, like the word check. Well, do you spell check differently in Canada? <laughs> well, we have two different types of check. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like... If I say, I'm going to check on the food on the stove. Yes. Okay, so... I would say, hold up two fingers together and they would say, ch e And then my last two fingers, I look like I'm in Star Trek. For you listeners, we're on a Skype call. I would say two letter k that follows a single short vowel sound. And that would immediately clue her to that phonogram. Now, here we are in level D. And when we have spelling, there are some words that she'll say, okay, I need help on that one. Or other words that she says, I know how to spell that. Because she has either spelled it enough or she hears all the sounds and she's decoding within it. I just found those videos training me to be extremely helpful in how I made that curriculum work for us and how I stuck with it. And it's also helpful to have when you're in a family of three, your child is not the one that's going to be saying, well, let's stick with the curriculum. (laughs) But my husband was the one to say, stick with it. It'll work. You have to trust it. And like you said in the last episode, trust the process or the process. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I love it. I love it that you're, your process. <laughs> Again, dialect. Yeah. I'm going to have to go and watch some YouTube, I guess. Because we're not too far into essentials. And essentials is after the foundations part. Mm -hmm. And it is more grammar writing, isn't it? Mm, Not so much writing. Grammar. grammar. She's picking up on it. One of the things that I enjoyed about Foundations A, and this is all attributed to Denise Ide, who, again, is the author. In one of the videos, she said, I was going through reading curriculums, homeschooling my boys. And so she came up with this curriculum. And I would say it's based on the Orton Gillingham, did I say that right? Orton Gillingham? I think so. Concept. But because she was authoring this curriculum, she made it multi-sensory to where when you would segment a word, you were making physical actions with it. And she said in the video, I had to do it to keep my boys engaged Mm -hmm. in the process of learning. When we said the word jump, I would use my arm and I would say, j-uh-m. 
And then my daughter would say the word to me that she heard as she put it all together. And then she would do the action. Yeah. And that was one of the things that really appealed to my daughter. It was incredible. I know that foundations, they say, is four to seven from A to D. But we started at seven with foundations. Mm -hmm. And even going from seven to nine going through A to D, it was not childish at all. Now at 10, I would say don't go to foundations <laughs> yeah. um, to start, go to essentials. At seven, it was perfect for her. Because we had struggled so much with reading before, mm -hmm. one of the things that really brought me to Logic of English was she wanted to learn cursive. Mm. And I was looking up cursive curriculums and reading curriculums. And then all of a sudden, here's this one that teaches reading and cursive. It just really jumped out at me because she had such an adverse reaction to reading. If you mentioned we're doing a reading lesson, she would run and hide. We didn't call it reading, we called it cursive. We're gonna do your cursive lesson now. It just mm. happened to be a lot of phonics and <laughs> reading words. <laughs> we could do this without tears. Yes. I was already into a handwriting curriculum when I found Logic of English, so I did not use the handwriting component of it. Another aspect of Logic of English that I loved from the get-go was there were games involved. Yes. And the games were described for an individual and for a classroom. So obviously, I never had to use the classroom part, but it made sense if it was just one-on-one -on -one with a child. If a game required more than two people, obviously we didn't play it or we would adjust it. Everything she was doing in Logic of English was not entertaining. It was truly engaging. She enjoyed her reading lessons. Pretty much through all of A and B, she would say, I can't read. Or we would say, we haven't learned that phonogram yet. If she couldn't read a word while she was with her cousins or while she was at piano lessons, she would simply say, I don't know that phonogram. Then when we got into Foundation C, we just flew through it. And suddenly she was reading everything she saw. And I could hear her as she said the words, sounding it out. She was decoding as she said it. It blew me away. We play phonogram Go Fish more than anything, <laughs> just because she loves it so much. As we've learned all these different phonograms, I can pick and choose what phonograms I want her to work on. So we have the flashcards that have the big phonograms, and we have the game cards that have the phonograms, and we have the game cards that have the phonograms in cursive and in bookface. Yeah, those are the ones I have. And then we had the spelling tiles. I was all in once I was convinced this was the curriculum we wanted to use. Purchasing the accessories, it was worth it to me. And then when we got to level B, I purchased the readers. In level A, those readers are in the back of the student workbook because they have a cut and paste aspect to them. But some people question whether they need to purchase the readers for the expense of it. I mean, I'm just one of those people that I think you do. Now we're in Foundations D and we have the D readers and the supplemental readers. And I bought each one of those readers on Amazon for dirt cheap, which you can also buy from their website. By the way, we're not making any money telling you about Logic of English. No, none. <laughs> none. We just know what works or what has worked for our child. And it just so happens that we found common ground, Pamela and I did. She could be in a totally different reading curriculum and it worked for her child. Part of us meeting 
was the fact that we had common ground in, in our reading curriculums. Yeah, I mean, I I can't say enough about Logic of English. In fact, it's one of the things that people tease me about. As soon as a question comes up in the local group about reading, it's like I'm on there saying Logic of English. It's expensive to ship to Canada, but mm. it's worth it. My daughter says, read this book to me. Well, only if you read along with me, I replied. So we read Green Eggs and Ham together. And toward the end of the book, she says, You bought this book because you want me to try new foods? To which mom and dad replied, No. Her dad said, Mama's had that book a long time. And I said, My best friend gave me the book in 1994. And later, my husband says, our daughter thought green eggs and ham was a conspiracy theory. And that's your only funny for today. Thanks for listening to our moms. My mom's Pamela. My mom's Cecile. Thanks, girls. You've been listening to Homeschool for One. You can teach an only child at home. We hope that you feel encouraged after today's podcast. Please join us next week. Pam wants to quiz me about lesson planning, so this will be fun. And if you have questions, reflections, or feedback, please email us info at homeschoolforone.com. You can find us on social media or go to our website, homeschoolforone.com, to find a transcription of today's episode. Finally, we want you to know that you matter and you are loved.